Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Now's the time to save 30% on wedding jewelry, only on BlueNile.com. Make sure your wedding ring is the one with your pick of diamond and lab-grown diamond bands, all hand-finished and graded for excellence. Or surprise her with something blue she'll love for life, like a stunning pair of sapphire earrings. Blue Nile's jewelry experts are available 24-7 to help, from fit questions to style advice. Right now, get up to 30% off at BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. Listen, Jake. I tell you, I've had some real crappy experiences <laughs> at the movies. Oh, have you now? I have indeed. Uh, my most recent one was over the summer, I think, and I, me and Katie went to the movies, the local theater, and just mm-hmm. kind of walked into a room full of middle schoolers. Oh, Like the no. whole damn theater. It must have been like a camp or something. Oh, no. Or like and a field trip. It, yeah, like a camp field trip into town. <laughs> and what, did, uh, what, what, were these mids, what were these middle schoolers getting up to in the theater that day? They just like would not. They were so talkative. Mm-hmm. Um, and like it, they were so loud and just like you could tell that there was going to be a horrible experience. And we knew <laughs> like it just, was, just yeah. from like the first initial like scan of the crowd. You're just like, oh, shit. Yeah. When the ticket usher guy like gave us the tickets, he was like, just so you know, there's a lot of kids in there. <laughs> <laughs> he warned you guys. Yeah, He warned us. <laughs> Oh um, god. So we ended up like not even before the movie even started, we went back out and asked if we could like refund and come back later, but they just said keep the tickets and come back later. And oh, just that's cool them, of them that they yeah. did that though. <laughs> yeah. Although but it's it's also kind of fucked up because they're like, "Yep, we acknowledge that this is happening. We're not going to do shit about it." <laughs> yeah. We're we're submitting to these middle schoolers. We're just accepting the fact that they're taking it over was our insane it was terrifying <laughs> what about you have you any uh any crappy experiences um i mean you know i've had i don't think i've had any like screenings that i completely walked away from because of the crowd um i don't know i don't mind like you know the crowd like existing when i'm watching a movie mm-hmm. like you know like you know there's an old guy who sneezes and somebody drops their phone at one point it's like you know little shit like that i honestly i don't mind if anything, I, and this is something I kind of learned from a professor I had, it's like, you know, that's kind of, 
that's the movie going experience. You're mm-hmm. not just in there in a vacuum. You're in there with other living, breathing people. So I've come to appreciate shit like that. But yeah, no, it's just it's always like the fucking like middle school TikTok crowd that just <laughs> yeah. have no like. I don't even want to say just theater etiquette, but just no fucking like social etiquette, period. It's like, just just don't open your phone. Actually, you know what? While we're on the subject, um, I hate in movie theaters when people have Apple watches on oh. because whenever they like raise their arm to like, you know, put a bite of popcorn in their mouth or like scratch their nose, like the f- watch will like wake up and like light up. Oh, interesting. Yeah, because yeah, like about that. you know how like phones have the auto wake thing now, where you lift it up and the screen turns on. Yeah, I'm always in the theater with the people with fucking Apple watches that do that, and it's it's like a little pet peeve of mine. Yeah, I, I can see how that's annoying. I've never noticed that, and now that you pointed it out to me, oh, I'm probably no. gonna start noticing. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I've cursed you eternally. <laughs> I've got the curse. Yeah. Forget if I've had any other bad experiences. I I do like the idea of like I like when there is some noise in the theater though because when we saw what was that movie Tarantino's latest film? What's that one called again? Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Yeah, like the the whole last like ten minutes, everyone was laughing because it was so oh, funny. Oh yeah, yeah. No, there's <laughs> nothing fucking better than just like solid audience participa- participation, but like where yeah, it's man. warranted. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, no, that had the fucking crowd had the whole squad laughing. Um I remember when I saw Get Out for the first time. Um the crowd I saw it with was like super animated. And then spoilers for Get Out ahead, but I'd assume that most of our audience has probably seen Get Out by now. Yeah. Um there's like the point at the end where like he finally kills Rose and then like the shot just stays on him after he realizes she's dead. And then the he gets guard. lit up with the cop lights yeah. <laughs> and half the theater like screamed like, oh, fuck. Oh, no. While the other half was like, phew, like it was just two totally different readings oh, of that yeah. little moment just based on, you know, like their fucking experiences in society. You know what I mean? Like all the fucking boomers in the audience were like, oh, thank God, the the police are here the authorities were, are yeah exactly oh, few the authorities whereas like you know like everybody else was fucking like oh god like the woke. he was so close yeah yeah I, I guess you could say the woke crowd but i yeah. don't know i'm also part of that crowd i guess i don't know but yeah no that was a really cool experience i've certainly had some weird experiences as well but i don't know if any of them were as weird as the two movies we have to talk about today Holy shit, I'm excited because these both of these films are fucking awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I'm I'm so glad to be able to talk about uh, the two of these. So for those of you who are tuning in for the first time, uh, hello, this is the Fox Den Film Club. Um, I'm Jake. I'm Mitch. And this is a little podcast we're doing where basically every week we give each other a prompt um, and then we recommend each other a movie based on that prompt. And this week is show me a movie that's so weird it works. Yeah, this was a this was a fun one to do. I think so. Initially, I had chosen a completely different film. I think this is the first time that one of us has changed films. Maybe yeah. After a decision. I, think, I mean, there was I, when we did the episode on um, a film. What well, what was the second episode we did? A film that traumatized you. Um, I mean, I was initially going to do Requiem for a Dream, mm-hmm. but, um, you know, I 
like I was kind of set on that for a few days and then I changed my mind before I told you. But this is the first time like after we revealed our picks to each other that we've been like, wait, 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 let me change. Yeah. Uh, there were a lot of like options for this that I could have chose. I was thinking like maybe Fantastic Planet. Um, mm. The other one was, uh, what is that one? I have it stuck in my head. The movie with the guy. It, it was going to be <laughs> everywhere. What's that movie called? With the poop going back and forth forever. Oh, uh, me and you and everyone we know. Yeah, that was the one I initially selected. Um, yeah, and I still that, think it would work. But and so, but you changed your mind. And so, first of all, what made you change your mind? And second of all, what did you change your mind to? Okay, so I changed my mind because my friend Dan was telling me about this like really weird movie that he had seen before we had even selected the prompt. And it just kind of like popped into my memory after we recorded. And I was like, oh, I should have picked that. But it's also a film I hadn't seen yet. So I was going off of the good faith of my friend. Um, oh, so you recommended me a movie you hadn't yet seen. I hadn't yet seen Psycho Gorman. Oh, there's Hell the yeah. reveal. Oh, well, spoiler alert, <laughs> it's Psycho Gorman. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm very happy I saw it on my friend's like uh, suggestion. Also, mm -hmm. before we get into it, we have to talk about how we've released episode one and two. Yes, I yeah. Am. As the time at the time of this recording, we're finally we're live. We're on the air. It was a fun like month of recording, mm -hmm. three episodes, I guess. Yeah, and like yeah, coming up with the concept and episode four, all right? The, all the branding and everything. Yes, this is episode four. Y yeah, no. Mitchell whipped up some fantastic branding. He snagged the uh, the Twitter and Instagram handles for us. And um, thank you to everybody who's watched and followed and you know brought it up to me like even individually like it's gotten like a very a very very warm response from friends and family and i really appreciate you guys for that yeah also we i'm i'm, I'm surprised we've had some listeners outside of the united states so like also return listeners to my knowledge there's episode one came out and somebody in belgium listened to it and then episode oh. two came out and somebody in Belgium listened to it. And I think it's the same person potentially. Oh, fuck yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yo, hey, we don't know who you are, but our Belgian fan out there, shout outs to you, man. Um, I don't know of any Belgian movies off the top of my head. but In Bruges. Is, it, that, oh, Belgian? is, is that a Belgian movie? I don't know. It's filmed in Belgium. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Well, hey, thank you for not only tuning in, but tuning in and then tuning in again. Yeah. This is like super exciting. Also, you may notice that I sound uh, slightly better. Buttery smooth, a rich radio voice over here on Mitchell's <laughs> end. We finally, we've invested in a new mic for him. So we're both talking on some Elgato Wave 3s. Um, and then hopefully the mix on this uh, on this episode is pretty buttery smooth as well. I went on youtube i did a pretty deep binge about how the fuck to actually eq audio so oh cool oh, yeah so hopefully this sounds pretty dandy sweet man cool. yeah but with all uh, that um, said tell me about psycho gorman now let's get into psycho gorman <laughs> psycho gorman so this film was directed by steven kostansky i hope mm -hmm. i said that right came out in 2020 uh it probably had a delayed release because of covid i assume um but that's just an assumption i have no clue mm -hmm. um Let's get the that tagline from Letterbox. Oh yeah, what is the tagline? I don't know what the tagline is. Little girl, big psycho. 
<laughs> Siblings Mimi and Luke unwittingly resurrect an ancient alien overlord. Using a magical amulet, they force the monster to obey their childish whims. Hell and yeah. accidentally attract a rogue's gallery of intergalactic assassins to a small town sub- suburbia. Oh, fuck. I hate when that happens. Yeah, man. This, this whole movie kind of feels like a Power Rangers episode, which is it what is, is the... so fucking Power Rangers. <laughs> yeah. Like it's it's that exact kind of brand of like, you know, you don't want to call it a B movie, but like, you know, it's kind of like that. It's got that campiness to it. Yeah. Yeah, it definitely has that campiness. It's like, I don't know. It's like a rated R kids movie. Like if this if I was maybe like 12 when this came out, this would probably be my favorite movie for oh, a while. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Cause, yeah. I mean, you know, even like the way it's structured, it's just like, you know, it's like a kid and his sister and, you know, they're best friends. They're tackling the world together and then they get this monster and they it's this bloodthirsty, you know, fucking alien emperor but they just make it you know fucking play dress up and play rock band with them and so it's and, like uh, it's, what's it's the got, game they play oh crazy ball crazy ball <laughs> they have a a super convoluted crazy variant of dodgeball that they play in the movie and it's, it's like so funny. Yeah, it's played for laughs but were i like were i a kid i would like run over across the street to your house like yo mitchell Let's get the boys together, play Let's some play fucking some crazy, crazy ball. ball. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, it's got um, a few leads, none of them that I've heard of, to be honest. But it's uh, Mimi, who's the main girl, a little girl. Her name's Nita Josie Hanna. And then Luke um, is played by Owen Meyer. And then Psycho Gorman is played by Matthew Nina Burr. Sweet. Um, yeah, shout out to him. He does a really good job. I think Psycho Gorman's a hilarious creature, um, yeah. a hilarious character, um, and you know, just like his design and like just like the pulsating lights they have on him and the gore, obviously. And then yeah, yeah, no, I mean, all the acting in this movie I think is super standout. It's definitely stylized, again, campy, like almost like exaggerated acting but like all of it's so fucking funny there's yeah, a man. one character in particular who plays a cop who gets i don't know transformed into <laughs> some sort of meat creature and he's just stumbling around and, it's, it's and desperately it's, trying to kill himself <laughs> i know it just like the fucking oh the acting is so good man it's like uh, obviously it's not you know the oscar brand of acting but it's still it's still so entertaining nonetheless. And I was really, I was really surprised by that. And I was also really surprised with just like, you know, how much love and care goes into this movie. Um, you know, it definitely, it takes the inspirations from like those kind of quote unquote shitty, um, low budget C movies, if not even B movies, but it's like, you know, there's some real talent on display here with like, you know, like the character designs and, you know the comedy and especially all the practical effects the practical effects are so good for real man the the practical effects were absolutely stunning Uh, definitely a large portion of the budget probably went into the practical effects i assume Mm -hmm. um uh, since since i've seen this film my buddy every time i've hung out with him a few times and i told him i watched psycho gorman finally Mm -hmm. and he just keeps like telling me the quote he just says like my, this TV won't stop bleeding. That's just like, <laughs> 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 oh, 
Oh, yeah, no, the dad is fantastic. There's also that one scene where, like, I feel like it was, like, the take that they shot for it was, like, a joke, but they put it in the movie anyway. It's where the dad's just, like, sitting in his Lazy Boy watching TV, and then, like, I don't know, a bullet or, like, an energy ball or something fired by by Psycho Gorman, like, goes through the wall and hits his TV, and he just, like, freaks the fuck out, but, like, way too much. Yeah. (laughs) Like, it's, oh, oh, my God, oh, what, 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 like, he just keeps it going, and it's, like, it's just, it's so funny. It's played purely for fun and it's just it felt so good man it was just it was such a fun time i feel like a lot of that is intentional like the whole i thought i read maybe that the point of the film was to like kind of just run into absurdism you know oh yeah it definitely reaches those points for sure i think both films we're talking about today like definitely just focus on saying fuck it and just being absurd oh yeah yeah no exactly and you know i think that's and this is again something i'm gonna definitely get into when we talk about the next movie in the coming Mm -hmm. moments but yeah no it's just i think there's a lot of comedy out there right now that's trying to have a message and to say something and to take a stance and to you know use its platform in like this kind of heroic manner but it's like you know sometimes you kind of just need comedy for the sake of comedy just shit to be weird for the sake of being weird and yeah, no, this movie was, it was definitely, even though, I don't know if I would call it, or I definitely wouldn't call it the same brand of comedy as something like the film we're going to talk about after this, but, you know, it's definitely, it's just fun for the sake of having fun, and that is that was a very refreshing uh, break from the mists of all this nonsense going on right now. Yeah, I wrote down a few quotes from the movie and from PG. Um, I just liked, like, I don't like hunky boys, or do I? (laughs) (laughs) The hunky boy. (laughs) Yeah, it's like, that's so funny. It's just like, okay, like, just such a great little character trait to give to him. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I really... The kids kids introduce him to their their friend, and he's just like, it was nice meeting you. And then PG's like, it would be nicer if you were dead. He's like, (laughs) all right, bye. (laughs) And they just leave. oh god it's great man the it's writing great. Is so funny yeah no it's so good i'm trying to think of what my favorite moment i think actually my favorite moment in particular is so there's like this third child um who's i guess the boy luke's friend um who psycho gorman just never learns his name throughout the whole movie that's like a running gag so he just does yeah. not know his movie or he does not know his name um and then there's a sister and then there's the boy's friend slash the girl's crush and as soon as he meets psycho gorman he just turns him into like this like weird giant brain creature with tentacles yeah and it's just kind of like oh okay cool like that's just a thing now and then there's one scene in particular that was my favorite moment of the movie where like they play a a rousing round of a crazy ball and then he has to go home afterwards and there's just like this long like unadulterated shot of like the brain thing just like slowly wobbling away across like a field <laughs> yeah and it's 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 just played purely for laughs you know it's just it's not trying to win any fucking prestigious awards it's just having fun man and it just felt good yeah all of the uh like the big alien fight in the woods was so epic like all <laughs> of the costumes were so <laughs> they're they're so also stupid stupid but like yeah. good stupid like one of them's just like a bucket that just like sprays like 
you know, some red liquid, but it's not yeah. like, you know, it's not toxic or like acidic. It's just, you just sprays them with paint essentially. <laughs> it's like the lamest fight. You would think it'd be like really cool, but they're just like literally like slapping him on the back. Like, yeah. I, yeah. No, it's, it's, it's like power Rangers, but on purpose where it's just like, it's the stupidest shit in the world. And because of that, it's so good. Yeah, man. That's yeah, so like, good. I, I don't know. The more I talk about it, especially now with you, the more I'm starting to like it. Um, oh yeah. It definitely grew on me. I mean, you know, watching it initially was like, yeah, that was good. But it's like, you know, watching that and then watching other movies, watching other comedies, especially it's like, you know, it's like, that's a brand of humor, you know, you don't get too often. It's a brand of humor that like, even though it's supposed to kind of feel campy and low budget and kind of like a B movie, it takes, it still takes a considerable amount of skill to like nail and really get right. And, you know, you just have to be so precise with like your effects and your comedic timing and, yeah, no, yeah. It just it really nailed it, and I I totally agree. This is absolutely growing on me. The cover art too is absolutely beautiful. It's kind of oh, like this yeah. comic book style cover. Mm -hmm. um, well, while we're talking about Psycho Gorman, I have to ask because it reminds me so much of this. Have you ever seen Kung Fury? Um, is it like Kung Pao? Is that what? And it's Kung Pao no, Fury. No, not it's it's not related to Kung Pao. Kung Pao slaps, but it's not related to Kung yeah, Pao. Okay, I've never <laughs> seen Kung Fury. Then oh, you have to watch it. It's only like a half hour long, and okay. it's kind of like the same genre of this, where it's kind of like, you know, stylized as and making fun of like all these campy B movies, but in a way where it's like actually really well crafted and like has an insanely talented or insane amount of talent behind it. Um, oh, cool. Yeah, no, definitely check it out. It's only like 30 minutes. It's on YouTube. I think that's where it like originated. It was like kickstarted by a bunch of people. And yeah, then I just, they uh, made... I just Googled it. It came out in 2015, but they're making a new one in 2022. Yeah, I think they're trying to adapt it to like a full-fledged feature or series or something like that. But once yeah. you um once you once you once you watch it, you'll realize you've seen like a ton of memes from it. Like there's like oh, yeah. there's just like one dude with like a stupid mullet and like wiry 80s glasses, and his name's just Hacker Man. And um there's a scene you probably seen a GIF Man of. Like. Yeah. There's a scene you've probably seen a GIF of where like so the villain is like a time traveling Hitler in this movie. And there's one point where like he calls the main guy who's like a detective and he starts like shooting him through the phone. Like he points his gun to the receiver of the phone, starts shooting <laughs> and the bullets are flying around all the office. You might have seen like a gif of that. But I think you know, I see it here. <laughs> you know, Kung Fury is fantastic and it's very much so the same like vein of comedy as psycho gorman have you seen it right now the, the phone is just floating and just yep. shooting everyone <laughs> bullets flying out of it yeah exactly it's that same brand of comedy so oh, that's if, awesome if you like psycho gorman definitely check out kung fury it's available free on youtube i believe cool yeah thanks for the rick yeah man that that's what this podcast's all about yeah no it feels <laughs> like every episode we need to start taking a list of every movie we even talk about Oh, we absolutely. Oh, that's such a good idea, actually. Because I have like, there's a uh, there's a list I have on Letterboxd and um, Ari Aster and Robert Eggers, um, the directors of Hereditary Midsommar and The Witch in the Lighthouse, respectively. Mm -hmm. um, they had an episode of the A24 podcast 
And I found a list on Letterboxd of like every single movie they mentioned. And it's like a hundred fucking movies. But like yeah. whenever I don't know what to watch, I watch something from there. Cause I just like, I want to see everything they've ever talked about because there's just so much passion behind it. So yeah, no, we should definitely bite their style and do something like that. Yeah. But no, um, I think we could. Yeah. That'd be fun. But to, Wait. um, do you want to move on to the next one or do you have yeah, any other that's remar- what I was okay. just going to suggest. Let's Hell get into yeah. this, uh, this other one. <laughs> I, I interrupted your natural seamless segue for a completely forced one. <laughs> hey man, I'm sure we'll both be interrupting each other a lot <laughs> over the next year or so. Oh yeah. All right. <laughs> so the next movie is Greener Grass. And let me pull that up on Letterboxd. It's a comedy um from what is it 2020 uh yes, I have 2019 2019 okay. yeah okay and it's um directed by J- jocelyn debauer and don lubb um and it's about suburban soccer moms finding themselves constantly competing against each other in their personal lives as they're I can't read today. Jeez. <laughs> Suburban soccer moms find themselves constantly competing against each other in their personal lives as their kids settle their differences on the field, which is like an I interesting. Really, yeah, yeah I, I don't know. It's not a good description. <laughs> it really isn't. It's, you're you're going to run into those. Yeah. yeah. It's just, it's this version of suburbia that's very saturated and very idyllic, you know, think of like, you know, like family sitcoms or like, mm-hmm. you know, the, the Bright more colors. genuine, yeah. The more genuine aspects of, you know, even something that's like almost hyper idealized, like twin peaks. And, um, mm-hmm. it's, yeah, it's just about, you know, two families and all their friends just going about their lives in suburbia. And it's just all completely just absurdism. Like it starts out, you know, the two mothers who are watching their kids play on the soccer field. Um, the One of them just sees the other one has like a new baby. And she's like, oh, my God, is that a new baby? And she's like, yeah. Do you want it? Yeah, and she's man. like, okay. And then she takes it. And then it's her kid now. It's like, so like the I don't rest wanna... of the movie, she's yeah. raising this kid. <laughs> yeah. Or like there's like one point where like. And this is a little bit of a spoiler. Um, it's just a spoiler for a joke, but um, where that same woman's son falls into a pool, and then when he gets out of the pool, he's a dog. <laughs> <laughs> and the whole family is watching him. They're like, I forget his name, but maybe it's Zach or something, but they're just like, Zach, is that you? And then it just cuts to a shot of a fucking dog. Yeah. And then it cuts back to them like, oh my God, it is him. And it's just, it's just complete absurdism. <laughs> and it is fantastic. It is so funny. He's like, Zach's gotten a lot better at catch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. He's like, dude, new Zach is awesome. awesome. <laughs> yeah, no, I think he says that at one point. He's like, Zach he's got like, awesome. They try to take him out of the soccer game. He's like, he's the fastest one on the field. <laughs> oh yeah no so it's it's you know it's just kind of absurdist jokes like that that kind of originate from you know just this kind of satirized like blue velvet opening type americana and yeah you know i i see a lot of similarities to this with psycho gorman i mean you're kind of the king of filibusting these parallels, but I mean, you've definitely, this one was easy. Oh yeah. Yeah. This one was easy. If you want to talk about that. 
Well, I did want to say as well, like this is maybe the first, actually we did do one with a variety of directors, I guess, with Paris mm-hmm. Tame, but this is directed by two people, uh, yes. also two of the leads in the film. Yes, uh, and while I'm it. thinking of it, real quick, if I can interject, Jocelyn DeBauer in particular fucking carries this movie. Her performance, it's like, even though it's not, even though it's supposed to be kind of like this exaggerated, like, again, I hate to use the word campy, but like campy type acting. It's just, it's such a fucking phenomenal performance. And she just has the whole vibe of the movie so on point. And it just feels so natural. And it's like every, like every line she has, she delivers better than anybody else on screen. So yeah, she fucking rocks. (laughs) But anyway, yes, it was directed by two people. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, both uh, two two female directors as well, which is always mm-hmm. awesome. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. No, what one of the best pieces of advice I've ever gotten as a filmmaker, and I think I honestly might have mentioned this in one of the previous episodes, but one of the best pieces I of advice I got as a filmmaker was just watch movies by women. <laughs> yeah, because they're just they're just better at this shit. <laughs> <laughs> they are. It sucks that the industry is like so flooded with men. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I mean, this is a whole fucking can of worms that we can probably keep brief. <laughs> but yeah, no, Hollywood sucks. But you yeah. know, there's it, it. You know, just it has these deep, dark, actually not even that deep, but it, just this these undertones of just all this darkness and shit. And greener grass kind of has that, but it's not. It, I wouldn't really say it has. A message it's like really trying to preach to you i mean i don't know how you feel but like it didn't feel like a lot of other comedies where it was like you know trying to be funny in this like morally righteous sense it was just no. you know it yeah. was just fucking funny yeah i think there was like an attempt at a message at the end you know oh yeah absolutely it, yeah. there's definitely and you know it definitely kind of like hints at these subjects that the viewer might not think about like you know just kind of like competitiveness between you know mothers and their families and and their neighbors and you know just kind of like these like when you really only have this like materialistic lifestyle it's like you know it's almost like a competition rather than like you know really enjoying anything like oh my son's in rocket math fuck my son's not in rocket math (laughs) yeah it's no so you know it definitely it hints at these ideas and they're there for people who you know, who are interested or, you know, might even be totally blindsided by them. But, you know, just it's just a good fucking funny movie. Yeah, dude, I lost my shit every time Beck Bennett talked about pool water. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, no, the pool water shit. Um, when they go to the restaurant it is so fucking funny. They're like, did you want anything to drink? And he's like, oh, no, it's all right. I brought my own. And he just, like, slaps a big jug of water on the table. If, if you haven't watched it, the joke here is that, like, the dad's just, he got, like, new water for the pool, and there's no chlorine in it. And he just loves it so much that he just is drinking it the whole fucking time. He's like, it tastes better than normal water. <laughs> I, in fact, I think I prefer it to regular water. <laughs> oh, man, I think... I I mean, one of my favorite jokes in the movie is probably like the kid asks to watch TV and the mom's like, oh, no, you can't. It's a school night. And the kid's like, you're 
a school and like the mother gets like wicked offended oh, by that very, and yeah. he's like go to your room <laughs> yeah the dad's like listen honey you're not a school he's a school <laughs> he if anyone like, hears a school he's a school <laughs> that's just like, classic peck bennett they're like no one else could i don't know he, he plays that role so well mm-hmm. have you seen him in other stuff beck bennett in SNL, yeah, I mean, oh, yeah, oh, you know, that's where I know my face. That's yeah, where I know yeah. his face from. And I was gonna say too, like the whole movie kind of feels like, you know, it feels like it was birthed from an SNL skit. Yeah, but it's it does. just also so much better. I mean, I'm not a huge fan of SNL, so it's like if you're not a fan of SNL, imagine if SNL was funny, and that's yeah. what this movie's like. Um, what do you think is up with the braces? Do you think it's like? in that competitiveness with like the obsession of teeth or like, like why is so many of the characters have braces? It's even on the cover. Yeah. I mean, I think that's, I think that's the thing where it kind of, it exists like all the adult characters in the movie wear braces and (laughs) you can kind of like, you know, dive deeper if you're looking for a sort of message about like, you know, like what braces do, like fixing your image and trying to become perfect because that's what braces are supposed to do your teeth but and like that's there if you want it but it's also just really fucking funny that just all these adults are wearing braces and so it's like you can kind of the reason i think i like this movie so much is just because you can kind of just enjoy it how you like you know what i mean Mm -hmm. it's fuck you know it's burger it's a burger king movie you can just have it your way man yeah is is that Burger King's slogan, or am I thinking of something else? Have it your way. I think that is Burger King. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Because yeah, because McDonald's, McDonald's is I'm loving it. I'm yeah. Loving okay. It. So that's Burger. Where's King. the beef? Where's the beef? What, what's that's Wendy's? The that's 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 Wendy's slogan. It it maybe it used to be. I'm pretty <laughs> sure it's their slogan. Where's the beef? <laughs> yeah, because they they were known for the. Uh, okay, so now it's uh, you know when it's real. Which oh, okay. I didn't know that, but I've always heard. <laughs> Did you like just beef? Google what their fucking slogan is? Yeah. Yeah. Th- this podcast is now going to become a gold mine for fucking fast food marketing <laughs> firms. They also changed it again in 2016 to deliciously different. That was kind of their point: is like real meat. Yeah. Where's always, the beef? always fresh, never frozen. That phrase comes to mind. Yeah. Yeah. They sell T-shirts and shit, like really old T-shirts that say "Where's the beef." That's kind of funny. <laughs> Just where's the beef, <laughs> Wendy's? Where's the beef? <laughs> like it doesn't. It just. It doesn't really sound like a slogan. It's because it's just. Yeah, you know, it's that a came qu- out in nineteen eighty four. That oh. slogan. <laughs> Let that sink in, liberals. <laughs> here, I'll send you a text of it. They usually put it on like this red shirt here. <laughs> well, I'm surprised you've never heard of it. No, I mean, I don't know. I just kind of inhale shitty food and ask questions later <laughs> dude i fucked with wendy's it's like one of my favorites but there aren't really any here in vermont mm. sadly oh really no nah, there's, there's a, not a lot of fast food here i've gained so much weight since i moved to la there's just there's so much fast food and there's also like more fast because i mean you know you got fucking in and out of course um it's convenient too i mean i'm sure things are open at any hour of the day kind of like new york city right oh yeah no everything's fucking 24 hours cvs is 24 hours the grocery store is 24 hours i just went to the fucking car dealership they're open till 9 p.m (laughs) like it's great um but yeah greener grass what the fuck got us on this tangent (laughs) big tangent but i guess getting back to it 
I think it does have that. Like, it's the same with Psycho Gorman, where it's like Psycho Gorman is not as absurdist because it has more of a plot, I guess. Yeah, it definitely it has a very um, linear plot. Linear plot, yeah. It has a very um, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, it it just follows a very formulaic structure, and mm-hmm. I'm not saying that in a bad way. I'm just saying that is you know the how the movie progresses. Mm-hmm. Whereas, While greener grass, you kind of just like you're in for the ride, and you don't know what direction you're yeah, going. It's, in it's kind of just stupid shit happening for ninety minutes. <laughs> yeah, the four way stop at, towards the end is pretty funny. <laughs> oh yeah, I mean the production design too, because everybody, you know, everybody in this movie drives golf carts, but like everybody has like their different little doilies on the golf carts with like yeah. you know wallpaper ass prints and oh yeah, no, every outfit that everybody's in, it's oh, it's just it's so good. It's just. you could just watch this movie with the sound off and not only would it still be funny, it would just look fucking gorgeous unironically. Yeah. It's a very, it's like, it's smart, even though it is so absurd. It's like, it has, Mm -hmm. has direction in some ways, but plot wise, not really. I don't know. Yeah. Again, it's not, I don't think it's just trying to do much. I think it's, you know, the, obviously the people who made it are living human beings and yeah. you know, they have things they want to say and things they believe. And you know, you can't really make a movie without shit like that seeping into it. But you know, they just, they knew the little, they, they, they understood the, the joke they wanted to make and where it worked, where it didn't. And they made them a fucking movie about it. Yeah. yeah I guess, uh, do you want to start comparing, I guess? Uh, I'm, yeah. I mean, we've kind of been doing that this whole time, but I mean, yeah. you know, like turn it when the kid in psycho Gorman turns into a brain, and then in greener grass when the kid turns a new dog and it's just kind of like oh well like literally green uh in greener grass verbatim they'd say oh well he's a dog now like it's just kind of you know it's just he's a dog now he's a brain brain, creature now yeah and he ends up going back to his family the brain and the dog goes back to his family like the parents don't really care that is like he's at the dinner table yeah like they acknowledge it but it's like what the fuck are you gonna do you (laughs) know what i mean like what would you do if your son was a dog like not much you can do (laughs) (laughs) yeah Yeah, i think it's like both films have this like bold confidence and yeah they're both like pushing the needle to like make other filmmakers try new things i guess yeah yeah no it's definitely I think it's just the passion there. I mean, you know, both crews, both casts of both movies are just they're even though it's kind of like a spoof on this like traditionally not you know, not Oscar-worthy genre. Mm-hmm. Um even though it's like a spoof on kind of like this low budget shit, it's like it's just made with so much talent and so much love and so much passion and just people who know what they're doing and are really good at it. These are like two I would call these two movies. I I mean, the question of would these movies work as a double feature? I think absolutely because oh, these are sure. just two yeah. like deceptively fantastic movies. Yeah, it would be a fun night. Like if yeah. you get the whole gang together, like five or six people, you'll be laughing at. Yeah, no, but yeah. there's like substance here. There's really good filmmaking here. There's yeah. great scores. I mean, I loved Karina Grass's score in particular. It's just kind of like you know, it's very Twin Peaksy, very. Angelo Badalamenti, I think is how you say his name. You know what I mean? It's just, it's so good. And yeah, no, the cinematography of both, the color of both, the acting of both, the jokes, all of them land. Yeah, it's, they do. It's, uh, you know, I think what I'm realizing now, um, did you see Don't Look Up? Uh, yes. What did you think of Don't Look Up? 
So, I mean, I think some aspects of it were great and other aspects were just real crappy. Yeah, I was just, I was not a fan of Don't Look Up. (laughs) Um, And I think it's kind of like what I was talking about earlier where it's like, you know, you can have a movie that's trying to say something, you know, kind of with the subtext of its story. You can have a comedy that, you know, has a message, but like it just felt like it was like, Hey, look at me. I believe in climate change and therefore I'm Oh, there's some fireworks outside. Um I'm just Oh, gonna... nice. Excuse I can me. barely hear them, so I think you're okay. If you can if you can hear them then I'm just going to let them stop actually. Um All right. That's when you go out the window and you say, "Hey, stop it (laughs) what are you celebrating you hooligans it's tuesday march 1st (laughs) what the fuck are you celebrating (laughs) oh maybe it's russia maybe maybe there's a battalion of troops outside oh gosh i hope not they're like we're gonna take down the film industry (laughs) (laughs) first stop north hollywood (laughs) north hollywood okay okay they're done um yeah, no, I just, you can have a movie with a message. You can have a movie that's trying to say something with its subtext. You can have a comedy that's trying to, you know, convey a message as well. But there's a way to do that without being too heavy handed. There's a way to do that without kind of turning up your nose at the audience in a way. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I mean, one of the cardinal rules of filmmaking is to, you know, respect and acknowledge your audience's intelligence in more than that but let them put two and two together and the movie don't look up just felt like an insult <laughs> to the audience's intelligence to quote one of my co-workers who wrote a really good review of it but yeah i think you know psycho gorman and greener grass are the opposite of that where it's like you know they have something to say and there is definitely messages of like you know what suburbia does to people and the competitiveness within families between families um you know, kind of how they get pitted together in these situations you wouldn't imagine. But first and foremost, they're just funny fucking movies, man. Yeah, man. And going off of that, I think both films, I was kind of leaning towards it earlier. They're doing something different, I guess. Um, Yes. And it's not there yet, like for where it could be Oscar worthy, but it's still like these both just came out recently around the same time. Mm -hmm. And so I'd I'd love if like more films like this were made. Like where they just... absolutely didn't care about the norm and tried new things and tried to like do more spoofs and funny things like that, you know? Exactly. Um, yeah. Yeah. No, it's definitely like a, I mean, I don't know if I want to say new, but it's definitely a fresh step for yeah. comedy. You know, I just, I would love to see people kind of iterate on this. Just like, you know what? Fuck it. Let's just be funny. You know what I yeah. mean? And I mean, I feel like I've said that a billion times this episode, but it's true. It's just, you know, it's like, it's, I feel like it's exceedingly rare to use a movie to turn your brain off. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I feel like these movies really provide that. And it's definitely, you know, I think there's a lot to be said. And, you know, I think it's really important to have movies that challenge you and your political beliefs and your sociological beliefs. But I think conversely, it's also important to have the opposite. So these were definitely yeah. good, uh, good, good, good popcorn and uh, good popcorn and Twizzler movies. Yeah, for real. It, it probably is one of those films where, like, it probably both sets were 
fun to be on i bet oh my god yeah no it was definitely a blast like i (laughs) like no i could definitely imagine like you know everybody down like the fucking pas just having a ball yeah man like i don't know something like that would be fun to be a part of oh absolutely yeah just to see it in person just to see this fucking super saturated america would just it would just look cool (laughs) yeah yeah i mean I don't know what else to say about these both. Like they definitely work as a double feature. Absolutely. I don't know Absolutely. which one you would watch first. Maybe Greener Grass first, then Psycho Gorman. I'd almost recommend Psycho Gorman then Greener Grass, just because mm. I feel like Greener Grass is definitely the more absurd of the two. True. So Psycho yeah. Gorman, you know, it almost. I mean, it's it's hard to say that this film eases you into anything, but it you know, it kind of eases you in from like your expectations to this branch of comedy they're doing. That's just, you know, funny, stupid shit for the point of having funny, stupid shit. Yeah. The psycho Gorman definitely like lubes you up for the absurdism. <laughs> and then yeah. It lubes you up with lots of blood and other yeah. bodily fluids. And yeah. It gets you ready for greener grass, which is like, definitely a higher level of absurdist comedy <laughs> you have to have a very high iq to understand yeah. greener grass <laughs> but i mean hey while we're talking about uh while we're talking about shit like that i'd love to if we still have it um actually hold on editors no let me pause here i want to bring up oh fuck we don't have them anymore i wanted to talk about the uh the stories that people replied to on our instagram oh yeah we don't yeah. have those anymore oh, wait, I know. No, i've got them here i've got them here oh nice right, let, let nice. me just restart the sentence um okay um all right let me get these pulled up all right so um one thing i do want to bring up is that after or before the release of our third episode a film that traumatized you um mitchell put out a story on the instagram saying uh episode three's prompt is a film that traumatized you what film would you pick and we had some cool answers from you guys um the first one was from your mom actually Mitchell, (laughs) (laughs) and she said the wizard of oz eh I don't know. <laughs> well, that settles that. On to the next one. <laughs> no, I love you, mom. I'm just messing with you. I'm sure. I'm sure. You're, like, it's hard to say because it's like we didn't grow up when it came out. You know. Mm-hmm. But Did those we? like green yeah. monkey, or not green, those blue monkey, flying monkey dudes didn't bug you when you saw them as a kid. Dude, like I, I feel like maybe it did because it's so repressed. Like I, I'm having issues. <laughs> I know like the the main themes of Wizard of Oz, and I know like the red shoes and the mm-hmm. getting crushed by the house. But a yeah. lot of the details, I just don't even remember. There's some weird shit in Wizard of Oz that's like not as iconic because it's so fucking weird. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah. the whole like third act of the movie is just like after they meet Oz. I think it's just like. It, it's it's what the fuck <laughs> so yeah no, i definitely i definitely agree with mitchell's mom's pick uh and i know my mom for a fact was actually traumatized by that same exact thing those blue flying monkey dudes um who, yeah they take toto and they like work for the witch before they melt her and yeah um another uh another suggestion was climax 
Um, yeah, that was my boy Paul suggested that one. Shout out to Paul. Um, yeah. Definitely a good pick. Um, I fuck. I mean, what I said in the Instagram story was that I love the title sequence to climax. Yeah, oh, like so great. Like, hey, we're halfway through the movie. How about the credits? <laughs> like, it's pretty so... much like all of my friends here love climax. It's okay. like I'm in a climax bubble. <laughs> so <I'm> like... <laughs> okay, that, see, that's very interesting because I'm not. <laughs> I yeah. feel like anytime I bring cl- up climax, you're like, oh, what's that? I'm like, well, it's this dance party <laughs> it's kind of like initiation to be friends with us is like because we <laughs> all is, talk about climax so much uh-huh you know yeah. that's a very good prompt idea initiate like oh, a film yeah. to kind of initiate our friendship um another amateur from my friend sarah uh who i went to college with was hereditary which is yep <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah definitely traumatic yeah. i mean i'll definitely have to talk about hereditary and midsummer at some point because I love Ari Aster shit so much, but yeah, no, I fucking, I love those movies. And I just, I love Hereditary so much because it's not so much about like the horror or actually I don't want to say it is about the horror, but like the horror of the traumatizing shit that happens in Hereditary comes from like the dramatic shit that happens in Hereditary, not necessarily. Yeah. Like, you know, the weird supernatural culty shit. It's not like, ooh, ghost. It's just like, oh, what a fucking terrifying family situation to have to deal with at the dinner table. <laughs> yeah, um, man. And then after that, Caitlin, shout out to Caitlin. She said, uh, come and see, which have you seen that, Mitchell? It's on my uh, watch list. Yeah, it's it's a war movie. Not in the Saving Private Ryan sense. It's just kind of a very hyper-realistic of these two kids in, I think, Belarus. Yeah. Who are just kind of at the mercy of these soldiers during World War II. And it's just, it's, you know, not really, it's not trying to bring you on this Spielberg roller coaster of uh, storytelling. It's just kind of like, hey, here's war isn't this fucking terrible you know yeah. what i mean so, i think yeah. it's in the top 10 highest rated films on letterbox like oh of yeah all time. i think it's number three actually yeah like i think it i think the top three are like parasite harakiri and then come and see if i'm yeah. not mistaken um after that we had spirited away from my pal so sophie good. shout out sophie um i hope you're doing well out there in the desert um you've seen spirited away right yes yeah yeah i I vividly remember the first time I saw Spirited Away. There's that scene where like the parents turn into pigs. Yeah. And I vividly remember turning to my roommate being like, thank God I'm like 20 right now. Because <laughs> if I saw that shot when I was four, I, I wouldn't have been able to handle it. Yeah, Spirited um, Away is awesome. My boy Rennick recommended The Gate, which I have not seen. I also have not seen that. The poster says, there's a passageway, a gate behind which the demons wait to take back what was once theirs pray it's not too late okay yeah right. so i don't i mean it, it kind of it, it feels like you know almost like the gremlins brand of horror at least from the poster i'm looking at so i don't yeah, know I got the description here if you want me to read it yeah yeah l- let me let me hear it yeah so the tagline is pray it's not too late mm-hmm. uh, three young children accidentally release a horde of nasty pint-sized demons from a hole in a suburban backyard 
Okay, what so follows like, is a classic battle between good and evil as the three kids struggle to <laughs> overcome a nightmarish hell that is literally taking <laughs> over the earth. Okay, so less family-friendly gremlins. <laughs> yeah. See, the similar funny... vibes to uh, Psycho Goreman. Yeah. See, the funny thing with this is my pal Rennick, I have no idea if he's being fucking serious or not about this. <laughs> <laughs> he could be totally recommending us just some nonsense. But hey, check out The Gate. I'll have to check it out at some point, and I'll help you guys if I do. Um, another viewer of ours said Castaway, which I actually haven't seen Castaway. Oh, really? I had to watch it in high school. Really? So I'd hope they didn't give us a traumatic film in high school. I don't remember why we watched it, but we did. I was going to say, were you in a fucking like Desert Island survival, <laughs> survival class? class. <laughs> a bushcraft class? I think it's just one of those things they just threw it on. Yeah, um, they're just like, yeah, we got a couple gaps in the like curriculum. A sub came or something. Yeah, yeah. The, we got a sub. Today we'll watch Hatchet. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then we also had Martyrs from 2008, which I have not seen either. Yeah, same. Um, and then follow it. Actually, you know what? Let me let me let me hit y'all up with the description of Martyrs. Um, as I said, it is from 2008. Um, not the Martian, not the Martian, but Martyrs. There we go. Directed by Pascal. Oh, I don't know how to pronounce that last name. Lahiere. Um, they haven't finished being alive. Ooh. <laughs> a young woman's quest for revenge against the people who kidnapped and tortured her as a child leads her and her best friend, also a victim of child abuse, on a terrifying journey into a living hell of depravity. Yeah, that kind of sounds fucked. <laughs> yeah, it sounds really fucked. It <laughs> uh, sounds like an apt description. Um, Xavier Dolan acts in it, interestingly oh, enough. Neat. Um, I mean, I say that because I recently watched Mommy for the first time. Um, Dude, on Mitchell's recommendation, Mommy fucking slaps. Jesus, I love that film. I love that movie so much. There's, I've like I've only given like forty movies on Letterboxd five stars. And I gave mommy five stars like immediately after I watched oh, it. Oh, dude, I'm happy you liked it a yeah, lot. Yeah, no, I like to save the five stars for like really special occasions. And yeah. that was one of them. Um Ooh, and then nice. lastly, from my boy Donnie, who I also went to college with, uh said Grave of the Fireflies. That looks really good. I hadn't I've not seen it, but I looked yeah, it up. It's um honestly, I don't know how I don't know how much of it I would consider spoiler territory, so I'm not going to say too much, but it, it's it's a very beautiful um beautifully animated Japanese film. Sweet. And it's got its fantastical elements, but also some elements very grounded in real life. So it's got a it's got a mix of the two, and that's all I'll leave you with. All right, yeah, I gotta I gotta check it out. I got so much. I've a thousand one hundred films on my watch list, so I gotta. Oh get god, to yeah. <laughs> See <laughs> what I what I've started doing is I have my watch list on Letterbox, and it's like six hundred movies, right? Yeah. But I also have this other thing. It's like a private list I've made called my urgent watch list, and yeah. I have on there like all the movies that like are on my watch list, but I also really want to knock out soon. For whatever reason yeah that makes so sense like right now i have a bunch of like you know the oscar movies on there um ah, excuse me i still got to see coda yeah i watched I still, that last night yeah I still, and we'll talk about these movies in a oscars episode that we're gonna do but um i still got to see those uh one of my co-workers shout out eleanor recommended me a movie called happiness by todd salons that i really want to watch mm. um I still got to see Chunking Express because I know you watched it 
twice recently, right? Yeah, I showed my buddy Chunking Express. Uh, yeah. I'm not sure How if he liked like... it as much as I did, but interesting. Uh, he at least saw it. He must be wrong. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I haven't seen it either. It's good. I mean, I think a lot of people get confused. It's two two love stories in one, so that transition is a little uh, abrupt between both uh, of them. I gotcha. I gotcha. So you kind of just like, yeah, it's two different stories completely, but there's like a link, which is the Chunking Express, which is the sandwich shop, I believe. Like, Oh, that, hell yeah. yeah. See, I don't know anything about this movie other than it's one car Y, so it's probably going to be good. It's like my favorite opening to any movie I've ever seen. It, it's like you are literally just tossed in. It's Ooh. so epic. It's like the music I, I is fucking amazing. a good opening. Yeah. One of my favorite openings of recent memory, um, in addition to basically the whole first quarter of Midsommar, was uh, the Green Knight that has like the coolest fucking opening shot ever. Um, when like he's just kind of sitting there and like the music swelling and like the crown like falls on his head just magically mm. and then it fucking lights on fire. It's such a cool shot. I still have um, to see the Green Knight. Yeah. Oh yeah, you got to watch the Green Knight, man. It didn't. Yeah. See, again, we'll have to talk about this in our Oscars episode, <laughs> but I'm very upset because didn't get any love, man. Yeah, that sucks. Yeah, but um, um you mentioned so greener grass doesn't have a tagline. What would you give that as a tagline? Um, ooh, that's a good question. A tagline. Um, I would want to give it like you know an accurate one to the movie because I don't think the description sells it. I don't even no, think the doesn't. description sells the correct movie. Um, I would say um, we're going to need a bigger boat. No. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that's a good question. Do you ask that because you have something in mind? No, I, I was just like, I was a little confused when I was getting ready for the episode. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, no no tagline. We yeah. like taglines. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, love a good tagline. Yeah. I mean, something that probably just highlights the absurdism. Like, yeah. God, I feel bad I don't have a good answer for this, but, you know, something like that. It could um, be something cheesy that's like the grass, like, always looks greener. I don't know, or something <laughs> like that. The grass is greener on the other side, and the neighbor's pool water tastes a hell of a lot better. Yeah. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> <laughs> well, hey, you mentioned Chungking Express was two stories. Yeah. Speaking of two stories, let's talk about the prompt for the two movies that we're going to pick ah, for next week's episode. Nice transition. Yeah, yeah. As soon as you said two stories, I was like, okay, the number two, I can work with that. <laughs> yeah, man. All Did right, we so, uh, determine like our finalized pick for the next prompt? Yeah. Did you want to do the one I mentioned? Um, yeah, I'm down. I <laughs> yeah. Honestly, I'll be honest with you. I don't remember what we said it was going to be. <laughs> <laughs> okay well hey then it'll be a reveal for everybody including you yeah um yeah i know so the, i'm on board i'm on board for it so yeah, whatever so, it is um the prompt for next week episode is going to be show me a film that reminds you of childhood oh yeah okay yeah and i think that's going to make for a really interesting episode because you know we had our childhoods together so you know there's going to be some you know very specific experiences and things that it may call back to there may not be regardless it'll be fucking i'm very excited to see your pick because yeah so oh fuck, are we going for like films we watched as a kid or are it, we going for films that like bring us back to our own childhood hey that's totally up to you man that's however you'd like to interpret the prompt 
because I really liked the Elmo World movie. <laughs> this is like a fucking toddler. Wait, are you talking about Elmo and Grouchland? Yeah. Holy <laughs> shit, man. Throw that on the list of movies we've talked about on this podcast. Elmo and Grouchland. He that loses his blankie. He ends up in the, 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 the junkyard with the, the trash queen lady who's blowing him raspberries. You know what I mean? I was obsessed with that movie when I was younger. Oh, yeah. I mean, like I, I remember movie. watching it when I was a kid. And honestly, the reason I did it was probably because of you. I just don't remember. Yeah. The other one, I guess, would be Iron Giant. Oh, um, yeah. That's oh, just yeah. a banger. Yeah. But yeah, so next week we'll be talking about a film that reminds us of, uh, a film that reminds us of childhood, whether it be because we saw it when we were a child or for other reasons, which Shit. I am yeah. very excited to get into because I have a fun pick for this one. Sweet, dude. I'm excited. <laughs> Hell yeah, man. Um, for anyone who has anyone who wants to get involved kind of with our prompt today, a film that's so weird it's good, feel free to tweet your pick to us yeah. at Fox Den Film Club. Um, follow us on Twitter. You can follow us on Instagram at Fox Den Film Club. On the World Wide Web yeah, uh, we'll have our link tree link in the description of this episode, so you could follow us on Letterbox, and you can yeah, follow hit us Jake with, on Letterbox. Hit us up with some weird fucking movies, man. I want to see them. <laughs> yeah, um, and also tweet if you have any feedback on the podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, you if can you also rate just, the podcast on Spotify. If you want to compliment how buttery smooth Mitchell sounds now. <laughs> For real, I'm so happy that we both sound the same now. Oh, yeah. This mix is going to be fucking crazy, dude. I'm going to do an EQ curve, throwing a limiter, Ooh. a de all the fucking, all the party tricks. I don't know any of those things, but I love it. <laughs> I didn't a week ago. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, yeah. Feel free to follow us on our socials. Help us grow this thing. Share this to your friends that also love movies. Yeah. So, you know, it'd be it'd be great to get some more, you know, viewer submissions about movies that apply to the prompt for you because i think one of my favorite things about this is just seeing how differently mitchell and i interpret the prompts so getting more voices in would be even better yeah sweet yeah Uh and with that fade in to the really snazzy new music that my boy cam made for us thank you cam thank you for watching everybody goodbye goodbye powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. The Real Housewives is a guilty pleasure for most, but if you're looking to not feel guilty about that pleasure, tune in to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino, where I break down all the messy moments and behind-the-scenes antics of Bravo's popular franchise. And on Everything Iconic, I also interview celebrity guests like Kelly Ripa, Kiki Palmer, Drew Barrymore, Cameron Diaz, and more about their guilty pleasures, their past work, and so much more. So if you're pop culture obsessed and find yourself watching way too much reality TV like me, tune in to Everything Iconic with Danny Pellegrino, wherever you listen to podcasts. ACAST helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. ACAST.com.